to start this. Okay, cool. So, so how does it start? Just, just prime me. Oh, uh, I usually, I usually just say welcome. <laughs> I usually just welcome to the, welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. Uh, this is my name is John Flores. Today I'm joined, or I'll probably say like, oh, welcome back. This is the first new episode of Volume Three. On my first, my guest today is. Uh, that's uh, that's usually that's generally what I do. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah, I, I, I listen to some of your some of your podcasts. So. Yeah, man. I uh, thank you. Well, first off, thank you. I appreciate everyone who listens. But you know, like, uh, yeah, thank you. So yeah, that's how we do it. All right, all right. Let's get started. Let's get started. All right, all right. All right, cool. I gotta take a sip of tea. Sip of tea. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. This is the first episode of the new uh, season, Volume 3. I am joined by a new guest. Uh, we went to high school together. That seems to be a current theme with a lot of the recent guests I've had on. Uh, I guess I'm working my way through my high school yearbook. I don't know. But uh, um, I'm joined by Michael Ramsey, a.k.a. Fish. Also, fun fact, my guest and I actually share a birthday. How you doing, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be on. Yeah, man. So, what? How, how you been, man? What are you doing? You live um, you live in DC, right? I do live in DC. I'm pretty good. So, um, yeah, I'm in DC. I came out here a couple years ago, um, mostly doing campaign work. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I was working for this firm. Um, I actually interned with uh, Tammy Baldwin. She's a Democrat from Wisconsin. Oh, nice. Um, and I worked with this Democratic firm that was making. Um, ads and working on campaigns uh, in 2016 mm-hmm. and lately i've just been uh, working on pre-k through 12 education policy i kind of got roped into that um oh, man. and yeah so it's it's 2018 and, and there's a lot going on here and uh, i've had some people reach out about campaign jobs so we'll see we'll see what 2018 has so is D.C. I've heard a lot of interesting things about D.C. I've only been there once on a school trip when I was in eighth grade. I hear the two things I've heard about D.C. are uh, the traffic is awful. There's nowhere to park. And the other thing is don't come to D.C. between the months of November through February. That I can co-sign both those. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the traffic's bad. Um, but you don't really have to drive here. You can kind of get away without, without having a car. Yeah. Um, the only problem is the metro, the subway system here is so horribly bad. Really? Um, yeah. So it's worse than New York or I assume Chicago. It's pretty bad. Hmm. So getting your way, you know, getting around and, and yeah, it's brutal here during the winter. It's actually pretty hot during the summer. It's a yeah. I hear Virginia strange. gets the worst of. Worst of both worlds, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, I think it's supposed to snow tomorrow. The, that's what the rumors are. It's it's spring. Just just for reference, it's spring. <laughs> it's not gonna get it's not gonna get hot here until May. Then yeah. it's gonna kick our ass when it happens. So. Well, that sucks, man. But I guess being from Louisiana, used to we're both used to humid, hot, humid, awful weather. So humid, hot weather. Yeah, and I'm usually used to like. It's like eighty in New Orleans right now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas, and it's. Uh, it was like seventy something today. It was. Oh. Uh, usually, it's a lot warmer this time of the year. I've been here a couple of years, and it's past few years it's been a little warmer than this. But I'm not complaining because I I like cold weather. So this is this is a lot better than the alternative for me, man. 
I mean, it's good to have seasons. Yeah, That's it is. Thing. New Orleans doesn't really have seasons. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's just hot. It's just always it, hot. Yeah, um, but the cherry blossoms are just bloomed, oh, so like that's kind of awesome. cool. Yeah, I mean the locals hate it actually, but it's it's great for the tourists, you know. Yeah, do you how do you feel about the tourists? Like, do they do they have you do you just like tolerate them or do you like actively like 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 are you? Uh, you know, when I'm here, I I like to kind of find things that are off the beaten path. Um, yeah, everybody goes to Arlington Cemetery. Everybody goes to the National. Balls, monuments. There's actually a lot of really cool stuff here in DC. Um, there's a lot of cool museums that are kind of not the popular museums. Yeah. Um, there are even some cool cemeteries that have some really cool people buried there. That's not the the big major ones. So there's a lot of cool stuff to see. Yeah, I probably prefer the avoid the tourists if I can. But um, whenever somebody comes to DC, they want to go see the. So I, I inevitably end up at the tourist traps. There's one more funny fact about DC that I always that always just boggles my mind. We can I guess we can get started proper. Is uh, it, it's like 80 square miles, right? And uh, it ha- or some some ridiculous like that. Something very small. And it is small. Yeah. And, and it has more people living in its like city limits than like Wyoming, which is like the third or fourth biggest state in the country. It's like that. Oh yeah. That that is like. I'm just like. It, how? How does that work? Like, I'm like, geez, Louise, that's a lot of people, man. Yeah, and that's the, that's the argument for statehood. So statehood's a big thing here. They're pushing to be the 51st state. And it's like, yeah, D.C.'s small, but it has a bigger population than, like, 10 other states. Yeah, so. it's ridiculous, dude. It's, it's I couldn't, I mean, Austin's apparently a really, I, I looked at a short list recently, and it was like, we have, like, 800,000 people living in, like, the area, I guess the city, yeah. I don't know how, what exactly their limits were, but like, I was like, really, there's that many people? But I was like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, that makes sense. Like, I, I, I can see that, but it's not, we're very, it's a very spread out town, so it's like, we're not. Is Austin big, size-wise? Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's not, as big, it's not as, it's not as big as New Orleans, but uh, it, it's a lot it's a there's a lot of people here, but it's a really like there's not a lot of skyscrapers. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of flat like uh, infrastructure, and um, it's it's like a it's like it's a really large college town, but it's bo- yeah. it's blowing up, dude. I'm telling you, dude. Like a lot of people are Every, moving here, so everybody's talking about Austin. Yeah, dude. You know what it is? It's the fact that they're like the rumor is they're trying to turn it into like a second Silicon Valley. And, uh, and a lot of Californians are moving over here because it's cheaper than California. And people like me from like Louisiana and all across the country are moving here because there's a lot of there's a lot of good jobs here because a lot of big companies have their headquarters here or starting or are like putting headquarters here. So, yeah, so it's 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 and trust me, the infrastructure has not is was not prepared for this mass influx of like people. Yeah, that seems to be the, the, the theme between these big cities like yeah. This influx of new people, you know. Yeah, dude. And trust me, I hear about it from the natives. Trust me, man. So we did go to high school together. Uh, what were your which? I, I I like talking to people who graduated from Franklin, and I love hearing yeah. their opinions on it. For me, it kind of like without you know overstating it, but like it really did. Franklin, you could I could trace back. It shaped me into the person I am today. And, I mean, obviously that was 10 years ago or 12, 11, 10, 11, somewhere around there, nine years ago, something like that. And I was like, 
a lot of things have happened to me in between now and then, but I still feel like that's this. My experiences there kind of set me on the path of the person I am today. What what role did it have for you, man? Yeah, I think that's true for me too. I think that's true. I don't know. There's something about Franklin that really seems to um, that that seems to be true for a lot of people, myself included. Um, yeah, I think Franklin was very formative, and our grade, especially, I think, has kind of remained pretty close. I think Franklin people are kind of close in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think Katrina might have had something to do with it. I think um, because we were that, that we were that generation that got back right after Katrina, um, and I think a lot of that was kind of forged by fire. I think a yeah. lot of it was just we we kind of have that bond because we all went through this kind of very traumatic thing together, and I think yeah. it just kind of cemented our cemented our bond. But Franklin, I mean, I I still talk to I'm still friends with Gans. I like to pointed out that we're actually friends you know, <laughs> I never uh, I never uh, I never had a class with him I, t- I started a class with him but I had to drop out because I was doing so horribly but yikes what was it you it could was, drop uh, classes at Franklin well, <laughs> I know that. it was an elective. It was an elective. So basically my senior year, I decided for one free period, I was going to take Greek and Roman history. And, I, yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm doing terrible. I should go do a study hall and like, like not fail this class. And so he was really yeah. cool about it. He was like, oh, I understand, man. Like I, 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 again, I only went to Franklin for really two years. Like I, I didn't go freshman year and I tried to go for sophomore year for three weeks and then Katrina. So I really, really got two quality years in, but so I didn't really like bond with Gons as a lot of people did. So I don't remember you not being there freshman year, but it's also been like 15 years ago. Freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, as far, I mean, you could have seen you there. Like, yeah, you were totally there. Um, but, uh, so you were, so Gons was a big factor. What else do you think uh, is a lasting thing from there? Um, you know, I think it's funny. Um, Franklin is known for just kind of being a smart school with a horrible athletics. (laughs) In the year, my my senior year, we like the first football team to go to the playoffs, and like the track team did really well. I don't know. There was there was a lot of athletes in that group. There was just um, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Franklin, but it's it's a very close knit. Yeah. Um, tight group of people and, and they're all doing great things like there are so many it's funny you mentioned there are so many Franklin people here in D.C. yeah um, I know Joe Lussick I, uh, Joe's my Joe's somebody I actively keep in touch with and I, he lives in D.C. Joe yeah and I've like ran into him on the street <laughs> random I've seen him out yeah Charlotte's here oh yeah 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 Charlotte yeah uh, Isidore Carey just moved out he's in the DMV area oh okay um who else? Adrian Bortart's here. Um, a bunch of people. Jasmine Holmes, I got a shout out. She's in um, Baltimore at John Hopkins. Oh, That's damn. Cool. So just, yeah. See. And then. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, they're just. Jesse Smith lived here. I think she moved back to New Orleans. But um, just a lot of people doing a lot of cool. Franklin people are doing a lot of cool shit, you know? Yeah. Put me to shame. <laughs> but I'm putting me to shame, too, man. Like, I'm, I hear about some of the things uh, these people are doing. And I'm like, I'm just like working a nine to five, man. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. just chilling. I'm not really like killing it. But y'all do you, man. Y'all do you. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, former classmates, we actually graduated. Coming on, I think in like a month and a half. It's like it's ten years. And so, yeah. like, 
I had to laugh. I, I don't want to draw. I don't want to name drop her. I don't know if she's comfortable with that, but whatever. It's all good. But we have a Facebook group of the class of two of two thousand eight's like high school reunion, and then a girl we went to school with posted in there like randomly a couple weeks ago or like last week. It was like. So what's the plan? And then yeah, a whole bunch, yeah. a whole bunch of people liked it. And someone commented underneath, "I don't think there is one." And if there's like something that like that was my high school experience. Like our our class was just like the not lazy, but just the most like uncoordinated, just kind of like improv improvisational. Like I'm just like, yeah, that's 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 pretty much what I expected. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. But you know what? To her credit, I will give a shout out, Jay Flurry. Our class president. Oh, Jade. Um, it really was Jade. Jade. Um, you and Jade, like, somebody asked me about you and Jade, and I was like, yeah, I think they were that is a, close, that is pretty a, close senior year. That was a very, that's a very, very, very interesting, uh, <laughs> no I don't want to speak out of turn, but let me just say, <laughs> I, I, I'll say this on the record, I love Jade Flurry. I will always love Jade Flurry. She's a special human being, and she makes everyone around her better, and she is lovely. That's what I'll say about I, Jade Flurry. I endorse that. She's great. She actually reached out to me and a couple other people about helping to um, like plan the reunion. She actually was, she was gearing up, gearing up for it. And uh, I think you know, I, I dropped the ball. I'm not gonna lie. And other people, other people were just kind of busy, you know, and everybody just kind of nobody really wanted to do it. So I think Jay kind of got frustrated and stopped. Yeah. You know, that's that's. But um, all the credit to her. It's not her. You know, she really, really was trying. I think that. Um, some OA people got to step up, but you know, who's to say we have to have a tenure? We can have an eleven-year reunion. No, it doesn't matter. We have they have a reunion like at the what bar is that? I can't remember the bar. It's at Grits. Yeah, Grits. Grits. I'm sorry, Grits. Yeah. yeah, they have like a mini Franklin reunion every year. So if you want to go do that, I'm not going to be able to go. I'm not going to be able to make it uh, because I'm going to Louisiana actually next weekend. Um, and I'm like, I I can't. And I was in Louisiana in February. I was like, I can't be in Louisiana. Like three times in four months, I'm like I can't, yeah. I can't deal with that. But if whoever does go, if you happen to go, if anybody goes, I hope there's it's a great time. It's a shame because like I, I'd like to see some people, but I, I kind of keep in touch with the people I wanted, the people I'd want to hang out with. So I'd really be like, you know, it'd be me going into seeing some people I haven't seen in a few years, be like, oh hey, how you doing? Oh that's nice, that's cool. Well, you know, nice seeing yeah. you again. It's like uh, what is what is a high school reunion these days? I have no idea. I mean, what is 10 years these days? Who knew that 10 years would pass? I mean, I, it's kind of hard to believe. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, 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 <laughs> I mean, we're getting there, man. We're getting there. We're, we're both looking yeah. at, we're both looking at 30. It's, it's coming. Speak for, speak for yourself, brother. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, you know, I, I actually talk to a lot of friends. I mean, most of my friends are friends. I have a lot of friends that I'm still really close to. Yeah. Um, uh, it's something about I don't know. Franklin. I keep yeah, I keep in touch with a lot of Franklin people online, but honestly, besides like uh, Dalvin uh, and Joe, who have both been on multiple times on the pod, yeah. uh, honestly, not really. Like, there's uh, those are the people I like. I'll text them stupid stuff, or I'll send them something, or I'll say hey to them every now and then. But every, mostly, mostly everybody else, I just kind of like. Uh, I keep online on Twitter or Facebook or stuff like that, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I had a lot of fun in high school. I had more fun in high school than oh, yeah. um, 
I did in college. It's funny when I meet people and they like they don't talk to their high school friends at all. Yeah. Like high school for a while, I feel sorry for people. Like yeah. my high school was years were lit. Like I had a lot of fun. In high yeah, school. dude, those are two, two of the best. Some of the like, well, yeah, like when I got to college and I made a lot of friends through the grocery store I worked at that shall not be mm-hmm. named. And like I made a few friends in at LSU, but not like anyone I like care to like talk to. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, here talking to people are like, oh, high school was four years of hell. I'm like, oh, really? My, I wish, yeah. dude, the high school was awesome. That's what I said. I mean, you know, I was broke all the time and always working and like a heavy workload and had to worry about college. But you know, there was a lot of fun mixed in, interspersed in like those like very stressful times. But you know, it was it was a lot better than a lot of people. Like, well, I think we've all taken for granted how awesome it was to not have adult responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to not have bills. I mean, you say you were broke, but, like, honestly, you didn't have any bills. Yeah. You rent. I was, you know what I mean? I was broke because I would spend my money on stupid shit. Like, I wasn't broke yeah. because I was like, oh, man, I got to pay for this. I'm like, no, you kind of just blew your money on stupid shit like a, like yeah. a 17 and 18-year-old would, so. <sighs> But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So, do you, are you planning on going or not? Um, if, I mean, I really have no idea if there's even going to be one. I will be in town um, for the for winter when the Grits thing happens. But to be honest, winter Grits the last few years that's kind of dying. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know uh, if there is one. Uh, I'll try and make it, but <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's a shame. But again, what is a what is a high school reunion these days? I don't know. I don't really know. Like, maybe it's... And who made the 10-year rule, you know? Yeah, it could be... Maybe... I don't know. We'll be weird and do it 11 years, some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the other reason I brought you on was because uh, I saw online you're starting a blog. Is that correct? That is right. Yeah, I just started it um, about a week ago. Um, I have two posts up so far, and uh, yeah, the feedback I've been getting has, has been pretty good. So what if I, I get questions, well, I don't get questions all the time, but I have gotten questions frequently, like, why did you start a pod? I was like, I've been wanting to do it for years, and it was it sounded like something fun to do, and I like talking to people. So what, yeah. what, what was your inspiration for, for starting a blog? Like, what, what was the impetus? Like, you just decided to do it one day? Had it been stewing for a few years, or what? Yeah, well, I'm kind of a movie, movie buff. Like, I love, I actually love film. Um, nice. And both, there are a lot of years where I'll see 15 to 20 films you know and I yeah. really do it just, just for the, the the passion I have for it yeah um, and I was thinking like a month ago like what I mean like, why haven't I been doing this for real um, because I like I don't just like film I love to talk about film and discuss it oh, nice the themes the characters you know um, its relation to um, our society and that type of thing so yeah it just kind of hit me one day I was 2018 is, is an interesting year for me because, um, especially here in D.C., everyone's so ambitious. Yeah. Everyone is um, in the rat race, and, you know, I've kind of been there, um, preoccupied with my career and, um, like, trying to make sure I have the perfect resume, and everyone's trying to move from junior level to mid-level, and, you know, there's all, there's all this competition and, and trying to further your career. And I just, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired of it. Yeah. Um, And I really like to branch out and do my own thing. I want to build my own brand and I want to build my own businesses and I want to 
kind of set my own course and not feel so pressured to like you know fit this fit this mold so i was like you know i'm gonna do my own thing i'm gonna start my own blog you know um it it was free you know yeah um i didn't have to pay anything for it so i was just like this is something that i can this is a venture i can i can do this is kind of in my spare time and um yeah the feedback's been great so that's awesome man i uh I, I, I'll be honest, I flirted with that idea too because I, I'm right there with you, man. I love film. I could talk. People know not to talk, like get me started on a film because I like I just saw Ready Player One and mm. I read the book and I watched the movie. How was it? Hot trash. It was a terrible yeah. fucking movie. Like I <laughs> was like... What I, that's what it looks, but you know. But, okay, so so uh, I, 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 I read the book. My, my co-worker was like, you need to read this book. It's a good book. You'd love it. And the book was all right. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't like, this is going to sound silly of me. It's not very, like, like bookwormish of me. But I, like, my, my, like, litmus test is Harry Potter books. Like, I feel like those are, like, my favorite books. And I could pick those up any time. And, like, I could read them. So, like, so the book was, like, it wasn't as comfort good. Comfort books. Wait, what? Comfort food books. Yeah, comfort. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. So I, uh, so I wouldn't put it up there. But it was still a good read. I enjoyed it. And so I just finished it. And uh, I read the reviews. Like, I read some reviews, and they were like, oh, it's really good. It's very interesting. It's got a great heart. It's got a great story and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, it's Spielberg. I'm a huge Spielberg buff. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a stab. That movie was hot trash. Like, I was like that. I was like, there were people clapping at the end of it. The credits are rolling. I'm like, what What the? F- what film did you just watch? That movie was terrible. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was bad. So I'm, I'm a huge film buff as well. And I flirted with that, but I am... I fancy myself. I like to write, but I also I I I am the laziest person on the planet. I don't think I could yeah. like keep up with it. I mean, it's like like this pod. It's just talking to a friend for an hour and then editing for like a couple hours. That and every that's every two weeks. Like that is like the bare minimum, and that's about as much as I'm willing to like really put into it. So like yeah yeah. So I but I. I I applaud you. That's that sounds awesome. I will definitely. I haven't. I'm sorry. I had not read it. I was trying to read it, but I was like, shit. I probably should have read that beforehand. Maybe we could have talked about yeah. stuff on there. But <laughs> I will read it this weekend. I Scouts Honor. I even though I'm not well, a scout. Well, like I said, there are only two posts. So I mean, it won't, you know, you're not missing a whole lot yet. So. Okay. But yeah, um, I'll definitely. Uh, I'll definitely listen to it this weekend. And if you uh, email me the link, I'll uh, I'll include it in the show notes and stuff like that, so people. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what 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 do you? I mean, not to get too ahead of yourself, or uh, what? Where do you want it to go? Do you want it to? Are you? Do you see it as? Would you like it to be a career? Would you like it to be just always a side thing? What, what do you What are you feeling right now? Um, you know, that's a good question. I don't really know. I'm not kind of enjoying it right now. I'm, I'm enjoying the freedom of not having any expectations on it. For real. Um, I just don't want it to be, my only fears for it, my fears for it are, um, that it's either going to be boring or that nobody, I don't, I don't really fear that it's going to be bad. Yeah. I fear that nobody's going to read it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'll just be talking to myself. That, um, but other than that, you know, I don't know, like, Will it be a career? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of going with the flow right now. It's it's totally under my own control, and that I'm enjoying. But I could totally branch off. I should probably branch off and do a YouTube thing, you know, I'm trying to monetize it. For real, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, man, I I I, I feel you on that because, like, 
I had to get over that fear as well. And the only thing, uh, just as just friendly suggestion or not, like I, I was worried like no one's going to listen to this stupid thing that I'm doing. So I would say that I would just be like, you know what? I'm listening to it. I'm doing it for me. If people yeah. like it and people have said they liked it and it's not about like the numbers for me, man, as long as it's just a hobby, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I don't ever see it taking off anything more than it already is. But yeah, it's, I, I totally hear you on that, man, because any, doing anything creative is terrifying. Yeah. If you put it out there for consumption, like it's like, oh man, you're kind of, you're kind of putting yourself out there it's oh it's the worst it's, your, it's like your baby you know it's yeah like oh, it's, that's a perfect way to describe it it's like yeah. i i don't i just want the other kids not to bully it man i just want yeah. it to be left alone <laughs> you're very protective it's like you get like black china you know yeah i'll, I'll swing up baby characters oh man and you're like but you want people to read it because you want to express yourself but at the same time you're like oh man i want i want <sighs> it's it's tough but it's it's dope man if uh what uh okay, let me ask you some film questions if you if you if you're a film buff like that. What did you uh Oh god, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh what do you uh how'd you feel about some of the films from last year? Like what was your what was probably the best film you saw last year? Okay, so that's interesting. I kind of took twenty seventeen off. So I usually make a uh, like not to be too pretentious, but I make a point of seeing all the best picture nominees. Yeah. And this year I don't think I saw any of them. <laughs> Oh wow! Really? Just, um, yeah, I mean, I, first of all, I'll say I thought 2016 the slate of, of pictures was so phenomenal. Yeah, um, yeah. That was the year Rival was nominated. Oh, Rival um, was so good. Moonlight, La La Land, um, <laughs> Fences, uh, Hidden Figures, I, you know, uh, Hell or High Water. I think I saw every single movie. They were great. Yeah. Like, I just loved every single movie. Um, this year, I just didn't care. Yeah, um, I feel you. And, and that kind of kind of touches on what my blog is about because um, I don't want the blog to just be about movie reviews. I kind of want the blog to kind of morph me or evolve into a discussion about um, race and class and sexual identity and uh, gender and how, how um, it's presented on screen and how that presentation is. Um, either a reflection of our society or obscures um, the reality of our society. Hmm. So that's kind of that's that's kind of the, the, the mood I'm in right now. And I have to say that just the movies that are coming out um, are not especially this last slate of movies. I kinda want to see um, three billboards and I want to see Shape of Water. I love Gary Yeah. But um Pain's Labyrinth is one of my all-time favorite movies. I don't Dope, love that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just haven't been able to get excited about these movies, mostly because I just, especially this last uh, year of movies, they just the representation on screen was just lacking. And I'm kind of tired of seeing movies where there aren't people of color in them. So yeah, yeah I have to say, I, I kind, of, kind of took 2017 off. Um, I will, yeah. yeah, I will say I did see Shape of Water. I loved it. I thought it was a very lovely film, and I'm very happy that it won. But I'm happy a genre film won Best Picture. Like it wasn't like that was another. A, yeah, that was an interesting choice. It wasn't another like drama. Yeah, it wasn't like like I was like Phantom Thread or The Post. Like I was like those are those are traditional Oscar Beatty films. So like I'm glad they didn't win. But uh, yeah, I didn't see Three Billboards because I was like I heard. 
I heard like such opposite ends of the spectrum on that. People were either like that movie was amazing or that movie was shit. So I'm like, yeah, uh, I'll wait That's till a that polarizing comes. Film. That was a very polarizing film. But um, uh, what else? Uh, but that's that's very interesting. You mentioned that because like, uh, I feel you on that. And you know, not to try and like 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 but like I guess be the the woke white guy. But I was like, I feel you on that representation, man. Because I was like, I really feel like we need to your representation. You talked about people of color. You know what I was thinking? I was like, why don't we have more trans people? Or why don't we have more like okay. We definitely need more African American representation, but you don't see any Asian leading men. You don't see any. I mean, yeah. Big Sick just want, like came out, but that was a. I really thought that's that been was a, a while ago. Yeah, that was. I feel like that's a fluke, though. Like, that's not. That's atypical. That's not the norm. I was like, why do the leading faces of, uh, of like major motion picture film, like major Hollywood films, need to be, you know, straight white cis people? Like, why? Yeah. And I'll I'll be the first to admit, like, if I saw a movie about, uh, like, say, for instance, like, it was a transgender or or transsexual, like, love story, that would be a hard sell for me because I'm like, I don't know how I'd feel about that. That'd be kind of – but that's all on me. That's not anyone's fault. That's my fault. That's something I need to work on as a person. But I would give it – I would try to give it a shot because I – some we need to support those types of movies. We need to, like – we need to support risks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you give yeah. them the shot. Give them your twenty bucks. You were gonna. You might go spend your twenty bucks on a dumb fucking movie. You might as well spend twenty bucks on a movie that needs the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and the thing, the point about, especially the Asian character, there's so much material since Hollywood is obsessed with um, not doing anything original and just kind of um, doing versions of things that already exist. There's so many. Asian adaptations that have been made and they yeah. they immediately hire a white actress or a white <laughs> actor to play uh, uh, an Asian character or someone who's traditionally Asian yeah. to easily stick a stick a, an actual yeah. you know Asian actor into that uh, into that slot yeah man so. it's like if I feel like the only way minority faces get on screen is if I, unless they're like mixed with a little, like, if they have, like, a white parent or, like, they're, like, if it's not too, like, I don't know, man, I don't know how to, I hope I'm not saying anything, I'm not, I am hope I'm articulating my point across, but it feels like people don't want to see, like, I don't know, what am I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, Mike, I'm sorry, man, I, 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 went all, I had something, then I lost it at the end there. I, I feel no, like you gotta, uh, you gotta, I, I just feel like we're a country of predominantly Caucasians who want to see Caucasian or half Caucasian faces, if that makes yeah, any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, people who are, oh yeah, Hollywood loves people who are racially ambiguous, you know? Yes, that's that's another great uh, thing. Yeah. Paul Patton, you know, yeah. the little way to see that, like, you know, he's always talking about red bones, so it's like, yeah, the lighter, yeah, we have a light skin, um, uh, fascination Fixation, in this country. Yeah. yeah, so, um, if you're Paul Patton, you know, you're, you're good to go, you know, it's much harder to get a Whoopi Goldberg in a leading role, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hollywood's been going through a, a lot these past few months and like this past year. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's. I I have hope. You know what I'm saying? Like I think we're working towards all of that. You know. What I'm, saying? I'm I'm very hopeful. I, I feel like we're in the age of Black Hollywood. Yeah. So I mean, you have the number one and number two movies in the in America are not only starring Black 
actors, but are helmed by black directors. So Amy yeah. DuVernay did A Wrinkle in Time, and um, Ryan Coogler did um, Black Panther. So that's like a first. You know, you have all yeah. these burgeoning kind of black artists. Um, Donald Glover, who I've been a fan of since like forever. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Issa, Issa Rae doing Insecure HBO, and I think Tiffany Haddish is doing a new show on HBO. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like we're kind of in the age where black artists aren't taking any shit anymore. You know, it's yeah. um, the power of the black dollar yeah. has become tangible in a way that it hasn't been before. Yeah, dude, um, that's the thing. I'm like, Hollywood, you, you, you've been ignoring these people and turning off customers. If this was like yeah. a shop of yours, you'd be passing. Like one of the fundamentals of business is like, Get all the money you possibly can. It's like you're right. turning off like a significant portion of your client base when you could be making that much more money and even more money than your competition. It's like, dog, what are you doing? Like you're missing, you're missing all these dollars, man. People want to go to the movies. Yeah, and the thing is, black people have always been going to the movies since the dawn of the movies. You know yeah. what I mean? Like my grandmother, she's eighty. She just turned eighty. Happy birthday, grandma! She Happy turned birthday. eighty this year. Um. I mean, poor, real poor black in, in Mississippi, and like when they did have some money, they would go down to the drive-in, and I guess it was like a nickel, I, mean, I don't know, like, you know, 20 cents or whatever, but it was like, there were no black faces on screen, but it was like, everybody went to the movies, and everybody's always gone to the movies, black people have always gone to the movies, but now, we're in an age where you can see, like, there's Empire, like the yeah. number one show on TV right now, um, The Fast and the Furious, which is like, uh, you know, not my cup of tea, but extremely popular. Mostly people of color on that cast. I love those movies, dude. I'm not even gonna yeah. lie. That's such a dumb. Right? It's so dumb, but it's so they're funny. Dumb, but they're people enjoy them. You know, oh, I love them. Um, and I think you saw with hidden fi- uh, hidden figures and fences and moonlight and, yeah. and, and Black Panther is like insane right now. So yeah. it's it's like it's a good time. It's well, I don't know if it's a good time, but you see steps, you see trends. Like heading and yeah, you see trends, and it's harder for Hollywood to say to make an excuse and say, "Oh, yeah. you know, this this isn't marketable." Like, yeah. Actually, it is. So, well, that, that that that's a good segue into the next topic. We're, we're we were just discussing like progress and progressivism and like inclusivity and stuff like that, but yeah. there is this unfortunately kind of like. Uh, Indicative of who our president is right now. Uh, yeah. But here's here's the question. I told you I wanted to ask you a couple questions about our country. And I'm really wondering about it. Uh, and I'll do my best to articulate it. I'm not, I'm not a smart man, like, but I'll do my best. Uh, seen, there is obviously – it's clear to everybody that there is conflict going on in our country now. There seems to be a divide there's like the discourse seems to be we don't seem very united, right? Right. And it seems like, but then again, uh, it, it seems like that from what I have read and from what I've experienced, like it seems like that's always been what our country was founded on. It's about united, but it seems like that's just like a marketing technique, and we're actually been divided our entire history. Uh, so it seems like our country was kind of built on conflict. And what I would ask you is, there are people in this country who think you and I, as I, 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 will, I will assume that you are a liberal like me, who think we are the devil. 
and want to get rid of us and want to and think they are at war with us and they think we are enemies we are we're we're enemies we are on two different sides how do we make peace with that can peace be made it's i know it's a lofty question but it's like how do we make peace with our with with our enemies or people who think we are enemies like how do we do we just compromise and and kind of have to settle or is there a way i don't know i don't know what do you yeah think? i mean that's a good that's a really good question Thank um you. i think you're right in that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i think you're right in that um yeah there's always been friction there's always been um institutional conflict institutional conflict in the country political conflict in the country and this central question of the size of government i mean you can go back to thomas jefferson and hamilton yeah. fighting over the size of government um however um i will say that i think there are special moments in history where that that it's not just the clash of ideology but it's also the vitriol and um the kind of when people move into their opposing camps yeah and it kind of turns into this existential crisis very similar to the civil war um, yeah. i was talking to someone about this the other day i think that um abraham lincoln summed it up perfectly when he said you know this nation cannot be cannot remain half and half free it's either going to be one of all of one thing or all of the other and sometimes we hit that moment where it becomes existential and it kind of seems like that moment we're in now where one side kind of has to win and the other side kind of has to lose. Um, I'm not sure if you're... Right now, I feel like the conservative party is not just conservative, but it's regressive. And antagonistic. It's antagonistic, it's vitriolic, and it's, yes. it's regressive. It's It's kind of seeking to not just maintain the status quo, but pull us back in some ways. Vengeful, and, yeah, I think vengeful, yeah. Yeah, and if you're if you're trans and we're in an age now where, you know, we're making so much progress on trans issues, you're not going backwards. Yeah. You know, if you're gay and we're making so much progress on those issues, we're not going backwards. So for some people it it's it's gonna be hard to kind of reconcile that and you know, I think that's the I think that's the struggle we're in right now. I don't really know what the answer is. Um, but does I will it... say this: I'm tired. I'm kind of tired of you know Hillary Clinton takes a lot of shit. Um, but I will say that I'm kind of tired of hearing people on the left attack her for her line about the deplorables. Like, okay, she's out of touch. She shouldn't have said that. Now I kind of feel like the conservative movement is kind of proving her point. Like, yeah. they are kind of deplorable. You know, I'm like, I think we're going to stick with that. Like, I'm not going to apologize for her saying that. But I will, to counter your point, is that what a leader does? Does a leader, I mean, she would be, I, I hypothetically, if she had been elected, she would have been president of those people she called deplorables as well. If she was trying to defuse a situation or unite two frac- fractions, factions, I would I would imagine that it would be more productive. It would have been that that kind of statement was counterproductive. Like I that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, how do we reconcile these fundamental differences? Like we have two sides it seems that are on fundamentally opposite ends of a spectrum. And of course there are people in the middle, you know, not everybody's bad. You don't want to paint with a broad brush, but there are camps and there are tribes going on right now. Yeah. It's like do we make peace with those people or they are our fellow citizens. They are our countrymen to be, you know, kind of 
cheesy and naive here, but like an idealistic, like we, we're all in the same boat together. Like, do we kick them off the boat or do we try and mend fences? Like, I'm like, what, wh- why does it have to be a war? Why can't we just like, I don't know, man. That's, that's the, that's what's been going on in my head right now. I have been debate. I've been mulling this over for the past few, like few months I, and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know, I, man. Yeah. Um, well, Abraham Lincoln was president of people who seceded and actually hated him. It had nothing to do with him. <laughs> and he still managed to be their president. And even though he started a war, well, I'm not going to say he started a war, but he waged a war that killed hundreds of thousands of fellow Americans in the name of, yeah. in the, in the name of saving America. So um, I'm not saying we're in a civil war. Don't, don't take me out of context on that. Um, but what I will say is that there's actually a lot... There's a lot you not. I mean, race is such a prominent factor. Yeah. Um, in our country, and if, if on some level we could get past that, um, there's so much more. I think that unites us. Um, I think if you look, I think if you look at the Trump coalition, um, they they see a world that's moving so rapidly and so fast that they're unable to keep up. You know. Gay marriage is legal now. Trans people get to use bathroom. You know what I mean? Like it's this world that ten years ago didn't exist, and they're really struggling to keep up. And white um, men are being called out for you know sexual harassment and assault and rape. Yeah, and like yeah, and like women are asserting their you know um, equality. Yeah, and, uh, I think if you look at the Bernie coalition, you also see um, a lot of people, especially working class working people um, who are also seeing the world shift rapidly with um, these trade deals and with globalization and with um, mechanization, like computers are taking over. So I, I think on the left and the right, you're seeing people who are the, the real angst is people who are struggling to keep up with a changing world. You know, that's the, that's the thing that's, that's the kind of through line. Would you say um, it's generational? Would you say it's mainly gen- generational? I would say it's mainly generational because I think the newer generation is growing up already accustomed to these to these things. It's yeah. it's not it's not much of a change. Like if you're 16, you grew up Obama was president most of your life. Yeah. You know, um, having gay people uh, as friends is not something that's like crazy to you. You know, yeah. um, seeing women in positions of power is not crazy. So, the, you know, I think the newer generation has a has a better perspective in some ways um, than we do. I look at these Parkland kids. I mean, they're incredible. Dude, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I'm sorry for their loss, but I'm, I'm glad something good and, per, and uh, productive and progressive could come out of such a off, like my hopes were dashed when Sandy Hook happened. Yeah. And to see that this, these guys, these kids are, these 16 and 17 year olds, man, are taking up the cause and, like, fighting the good fight. And I'm like, damn, I'm so glad these kids are here. Like, I'm so glad these kids... And these people are attacking children on public. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? And it's hard for me not to call them the deplorable. Here's the thing. I listen to... I listen to conservative radio daily. I mean, I don't know if I'm, like, it's for self-punishment. I, I literally... I listen Opposition to research. <laughs> yes, totally. I listen to... I mean, they're actually more compelling and interesting to listen to than, like, Rachel Maddow. Like, Rachel's yeah. preaching to the choir with me, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Listening to these... Listening to Mark Levin and these conservatives attack these kids, it's just insane to me. It's like, these are kids who have been through trauma that you wouldn't wish on any child. Yeah. Especially if they're age 
even an adult, you know? Yeah. And, um, these are, the, I mean, the fact that, the fact that they survived this trauma doesn't automatically make them right, you know? And if you feel, if you're opposed to their ideas, and by all means, you know, you have a right to criticize their arguments, but they're attacking these kids in a very, in a very personal way that have nothing to do with, you know, Laura Ingram is like, why, like, mocked him for not getting into one of his colleges and call him a fascist, the, the David Hogg, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. They hate this kid. I mean, I don't know what this, what, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really, I, but I, you know what? I think they're losing, ultimately. Yeah, they're desperate. And, and yeah, and you, you were talking about how can we reconcile this to bring this bridge this back to the movie thing. I think when you see the power of a movie like Black Panther, yeah, and you see the energy behind that move that that movie, it just comes to show. I think there's more of us than it is of them, you know. And if we could harness that same energy that yeah. all the like that made Black Panther incredible movie energize the black community in a way I probably haven't seen since Obama, you know. Um, if you were on Black Twitter or you know, you just saw. To how black people responded to this movie yeah. such a, a amount of pride people went to see this movie two and three times I have a I have um, a co-worker who bought who saw it like three times but bought like six movie tickets to in like three yeah. of the shows she didn't even go and she was like I just want to give him my money and I'm like yeah. damn dude <laughs> yeah people showed up in dashikis and like yeah. you know people were really really here for that movie but I think that energy is indicative of the fact that I think people were kind of turned off by 2016. Hillary didn't really excite anybody. Yeah. But I think there's more of us than it is of them. And that's kind of what gives me hope. When you see these sparkling kids, it might be rough for the next 10 years. I think we're going to have a lot of what we've seen the last 10 years. But I think we're going to get to a point where, um, you know, the, the conservative faction is just outnumbered. And I think they're just going to have to relent. That would be the best case scenario, you know. Hope, man, I, from your lips to God's ears, man. Like I, I know I'm an atheist, but I just say that shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying is, uh, I hope, man. I hope. Like I really think so you, 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 Donald Trump hasn't made America great again. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for real. It's like it wasn't <laughs> an overnight thing. But no, I just feel like to echo what you said. Like I feel like in 2016, I feel like it, irrationality and indifference. One and people, a lot of people, you know, you had your fringe people that were like, "Yeah, make America great again." But most of the, I feel like a lot of the people on the, you know, the the uh, right of center, you know, the the conservative moderates, I guess, whatever they want to call themselves, they were like, "Well, what's the worst that could happen?" I mean, yeah. and now they're seeing it and they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this is bad. We need to like, this is not good. This is not where we want to go. We never thought that he would. We never thought it could get this bad or this ridiculous. So let's." Uh, yeah, let's not do this again. We we tried this experiment. Let's no. Let's never do this again. So hopefully it sticks I mean, for a while. Donald Trump's approval ratings of Republicans are pretty high, though. I mean, I'm not I'm not convinced of that necessarily. <sighs> I don't know how I, true that is. I think that I you know I haven't looked at every poll and I haven't looked at every uh, polling method, but I would like I I believe with those kind of things that like the loudest people want to make want their voices heard so the loudest people the most passionate not the loudest but the most passionate people are the ones being like putting their like getting out there to be polled and stuff like that so that's that's how i rationalize it. like these people are conflate are inflating their numbers the passionate the mob is the ones that are like ticking that number up but i really think they're 
bullshitting. And I don't even really think they like what he's doing. They just don't want to admit they were wrong. You know what I'm saying? I think that. I think that's. Yeah, I think that's it. And I think. I think if he loses in 2020, I think a lot of them will come back and be like, you know, we never really supported Donald Trump. We just hate liberals, you know? Yeah, I think we it's just like, wanted to say, fuck you, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's a big chunk of it, too, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I hope, I think sanity will prevail. I think even, like you said, those moderates that were kind of like, well, I don't like Hillary, so I'm going to hold my nose and vote. I think a lot of them um, are, I, I think it's too much for you know, if Donald Trump, yeah, he's he's kind of crazy, but if he were crazy every week, I think they they might stick with him. Yeah, I think the fact that every other day there's something insane happening, I, yeah. I think it's just overwhelming. The like, I don't think we can do six more years of this. Nah, he's he's compulsive. It's compulsive for him. Like he cannot help himself. Like he can't help himself at all. Well, and, um, he's never really. I, you know, I listen. I listened to a. I was when I was driving Louisiana last time. I was in town. I, I listened to this pod, like this three hour long pod, on the life story of Donald Trump. Yeah. And I was like, it totally makes sense. This man has never had to face any lasting, substantial consequences for anything he's ever done. No. So it's turned compulsive for him. He he fears nothing because he's been able. He's been rich his entire life. And he's been slick his entire life, so he's been able to weasel his way or pay his way out of anything. So it's like, big time. Yeah, there, there's a there's two documentaries on Netflix. I just watched them. It was um, Trump's America or something. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. And, in. Um, Dirty Money is a really good docuseries. The I, think they have the, I think they have another one where they talk about his whole family, like the Trumps or something like that. I think that's oh, on yeah, there too. yeah. But I, yeah. I, I know those things will just depress me, so I'm like, I don't really want to. Really I mean, I find them kind of enlightening. I mean, yeah. I, they're, they're, nothing I didn't already know. He's a sociopath, but also, um, like you were saying, he's just, he's never had to, he scams his way through life. He's a professional con and artist, yeah. Professional con artist, and somehow he's always won. He's never been humble. Yeah. He went through bankruptcy. Other than that, you know, he's never really lost. Ever. And so, <laughs> somehow he managed to win the biggest prize ever. Kind of sucks, but he's he's um, he's been failing upwards his entire life. His entire life um, wouldn't it be nice. Yeah, for real. Anyway, let's. <laughs> that's a great talk, man. That's exactly the kind of conversation I wanted to have because I like I said I've been mulling over this this so much for the past like like few months, like six months, and I'm just like, how do we resolve that? Yeah. Uh, well. You have to you have to win power and exert power. I mean, it's. I think Obama kind of understood that, even though he was the big hope change guy. Yeah. That was like. I think he also understood incremental like incrementalism yeah. is also important. You know, we're especially like if you look at LGBT issues, look where we are versus ten years ago. Progress has been made. We're not going back. So, yeah, dude. You know, like. I'm, yeah, like yeah. I was listening to something the other day. It was from the early two thousands or late nineties. And they threw the, the F word around, not the F bomb, but the F word. And I'm just like, yeah. ooh, dude, come on, let's let's chill out with that. I'm like, I used to say that all the time. What the hell? And I'm like, I guess that's progress. I mean, I, I regret saying it as a child, but I was a I was a child, just reiterate. But I was like, ooh, now when I hear that word, I'm like, ooh, that's mm, you shouldn't say that. And also like like the R yeah. word, I'm like, ooh, come on, dude, you don't have to say that. That's that's kinda yeah. messed up. Yeah, and I remember when, like, government healthcare was a bad word. Yeah, for real. Now, now we're talking about it. So if in 50 years, you know, we have women in positions of power and we have universal health care, 
I think this, you know, all the madness over Trump will kind of be a blip on the Yeah, blip on the it'll be worth it, right? All right. Yeah. So now I have to hit you with another hard-hitting question. Go for it. You were from New Orleans, and I have not met anyone in New Orleans or from New Orleans who doesn't like Popeye's Kitchen. Gotcha. And we both, we both are uh, huge fans of rallies or checkers, depending on what part of the country you're from. But rallies has the best fries on the planet. I will fight anyone to the death who disagrees with that statement. Uh, But let me ask you this, Fish. Yeah. Let's say you could only eat one for the rest of your life. Like you could have one for the rest of your life, but not the other. What are you going with? Oh, that's a really good. I mean, you know, I'm glad we're having this conversation. This is a very hard ending question. I'm sorry to take you off. Very hard question. <laughs> and I also I want the listeners to know that we have had this conversation, two of us, you and I. Yes, for real. <laughs> over 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 years. Yes, we both. Popeyes versus rallies. Popeyes versus rallies. Because we both love them both. You know? Oh God, I I I have to tell a funny story real quick. I uh, my tax return came in the other day, and oh, wow. uh, you know, I live a very like moderate, kind of humble like very like fixed income kind of life. So I don't like to, I don't like to like eat fancy or anything like that, but this is going to make me sound so lame. I'm sorry. But so I got the money, this little, you know, I got some money and I was like, Oh look, I got a little bit of money. I can go out and eat somewhere nice tonight or something like that. But then I was like, you know, all I'm really craving is Popeye's. So I'm going to go get some Popeye's. Cause I was like, Eh, you know, I I could go somewhere nice. Like I go to a nice sushi place around the corner. or like, you know, I go to a nice, like, barbecue place downtown or like a really fancy yeah, slancy place yeah. get like a huge steak but i was like i kept rack, racking my brain i was like you know honestly all i really want is like a three-piece right now <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean the way i look at it and this is this is not pc at all so just bear with me um but uh the way i've always called rallies i say rallies is nigga gourmet like <laughs> rallies is <laughs> rallies is gourmet for niggas like rallies is a great like, I I mean, first of all, we'll feast upon the checkers. Yeah. Right? It's rallies for me. <laughs> um, the thing about Popeye's is, um, Popeye's is kind of comfort food. I can recognize the smell of Popeye's. I know when you, like, I've served chicken, I know if it's Popeye's. <laughs> I can taste it. I can blindfold yep. me. I can, I can identify the taste. Um, and when Popeye's is, like, on... I mean, it is just phenomenal. Um, oh, God, it's the fresh the out the fryer. The thing that gives rallies the edge for me is consistency. Um, Popeyes is hit with me sometimes. You know, mm. Sometimes I go to Popeyes and I'm just like, the fries aren't hot, the chicken isn't fresh. Or they're out of chicken, or they're like they're out of chicken. Yeah. Or the worst. I will say, as much as I love Popeyes, they have consistently the worst customer service of any oh, major yeah. like restaurant chain. I'm like. How do you keep hiring the worst employees? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, in Rally's Fries, you can't be Rally's Fries. Like, you honestly can't be Rally's the, Fries. They're the best, man. There's, I tell um, everybody, I'm like, you haven't lived. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was yeah. Like, <laughs> no, honestly. They're better. Like, fast food fries, don't at me. I'm just telling you what the truth is. It's Rally's. For um, real. For real. <laughs> if I could only eat one, you know, I think I would go with Rally's, honestly. Oh, I think wow. I'd go with Rally's. Because I don't think I could tag on it. I think I could eat it consistently and not get tired of it. I think after a while I get tired of Popeyes. See, I think I gotta go the opposite, man. I was I, like I said, I had it the other day, and there's a there's not a checkers or rallies in Austin, but on the way to Louisiana, there's one in Beaumont, and that's usually where I stop off and refill a gas tank and yeah. shit like that. 
and I make a point of always going there. That's like my halfway point, um, and I love it. But I gotta say, another this may be a hot take, but my favorite thing at Popeyes is their biscuits. Like I think their biscuits are. I'm like, I would so I've gone about Popeyes and just ordered like, give me um, give me some red beans and rice and three biscuits, please, and that's it. That's all I need, man. It's like, so I love rallies, but I think I gotta go Popeyes, man. I like, what's your what's your favorite side? Uh, well, I'm boring. I go. I mix it up every now and then. Sometimes I get red beans, but normally I just get the fries because I'm just like I, I just want the I just want you know some chicken and some fries and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. they don't have a bad side. Like I'm not like I, I I'm not trying to slander the other sides. Like they're all like if they were like we're out of fries, what do you want? I was like, oh well then, <laughs> pick one. I don't care. I'll take one of them. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Their green beans are actually really good. See, except for green beans, I can't. I'm physically oh. opposed by green beans. I cannot stand green beans. You know, Popeyes has. Popeyes has their five dollar box, which is like I have people. I have people that will email, like text me, like oh, I get alerts. Like Popeyes just started their five dollar box. I'm like, I'm there. I'm there. I'm, I'm That's a deal, like, son. Yeah, you get you get three tenders, two beefs, a biscuit, two sides. Yeah. Can't beat that. It's good eating, man. It's good eating. I uh, oh, God. yeah, I uh, I normally go the fries, or I usually go. Red beans or mashed potatoes, like those are yeah. the best. Like I, their their Cajun rice is really good too. I love. I see everything good. Popeye just has so much good stuff, and they have shrimp. They have fried shrimp that I like. They have the chicken strips that I like. I don't go for their seafood. I don't think I've ever had shrimp. I think I've had like a popo from them once, but mm. ah, I think they taste. It tastes fine to me. I'm not like a snob about my. I'm not calling you. I'm not calling you a snob. Please don't take it that way. But I'm not like. You can't, it's hard to be a Popeye snob. But yeah, yeah it's I like. Think yeah, it's like I'm. I'm fine. I'll eat it. And uh, they just have so many good things. Uh, I mean, I love checkers. Or look at me calling it checkers. Uh, I love rallies. Been in Texas too long. I've been in Texas too long. But uh, I love rallies. There's one on the way down General de Gaulle on the way to my folks' place. I usually always stop there as well if I'm coming into town. If I didn't go to Beaumont, and, uh, it's God. And there's that one. My fondest memories of rallies are St. Charles and Louisiana Avenue during oh, Mardi Gras. Yeah. During Mardi Gras, yeah. Oh, that's the... and you buy that and you buy that big bucket of fries. Oh, that's, like, the, that's the spot, man. That's the spot. Yeah, I actually went there one Mardi Gras, and the like national director of rallies was there. Oh wow! At that location, and I was just like, I just want to let you. I talked to him. I was like, I just want to let you know that rallies is like my favorite fast food ever. Oh, like, it's so good. I just. You know, oh, and they tweeted me. They, oh they yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, uh, I, I tweeted at them, and they tweeted me back. So, they're uh, rallies. Rallies is good um, drunk food. Oh, it's, it's God, really yes. good. If you've been out, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. That's where they have Popeyes B two. It's three o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, that's true. Home, you're coming home. You have a lot of Hennessy at night, and you're really bad. <laughs> and you stop at you stop at rallies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, there wasn't one. I mean, you 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 went to LSU for a little bit. Uh, I uh, did you go? You did go to LSU for a little bit, right? I'm not crazy. Am I? Uh, all four years, yeah. Oh wow, not bad. <laughs> wow, that's embarrassing. I thought you tra- I thought you transferred. My bad. I thought everybody went to LSU for like a little bit and then left that place because it was. Bad that was music. a that was a running theme with a lot of my friend, like <laughs> Jack and a lot of people. Um, but I was one of the. Four year guys. So yeah. we we both stuck it out. My bad, my bad. But I mean, obviously in Baton Rouge, there's there's no rallies in Baton Rouge. The nearest one is no Lake. The one nearest one is uh, Laplace. Yeah. Uh, 
But, I mean, the drunk food in Baton Rouge was Cane's. That was always my drunk food. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, could we use popcorn? I don't know. I think eventually they adapt. They, they, they brought it on. Like, uh, or Tiger Cash or some shit. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah. That was well, a long ago. I mean, there was a, there was a like, Raising Cane's every four blocks. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's so good. But, uh, yeah, dude, I think I gotta go Popeye's. But I, I totally respect your call on uh, rallies. Like, dude, I... I to, like, their Big Buford is so... Like, they, the burgers are slept on. Everybody thinks they're greasy, disgusting burgers. I'm like, yeah. man, I don't know what they put in them. They're, like, I always joked that I was like, they could tell me a Big Buford uh, meat patty is fucking rat. And I'd be like, yeah. "That's some delicious ass rat. I gotta hand it to them. They made it. They made rat delicious. I would give me another. I'll take another on the way home." Like, uh. yeah. Well, that's the appeal for me. Their food is greasy and cheesy. But you know what? I mean, and this is just I'm like, I actually am a big rallies fan. I actually have gone to their website and looked <laughs> at the menu. <laughs> and you'd be they have a lot of stuff on their menu that's not on the billboard menu. So I would oh, encourage wow. everyone to go to rallies.com. Oh yeah. Well. They should pay me for this promo. Uh, <laughs> Dude, but man. their food doesn't have as many calories. I mean, they're, they're like calorie count in their burgers comparable to McDonald's. So their yeah. food is gre- like seems greasy and cheesy, but it's not that like much worse for you than anything else. So. Yeah, man. And even, even fast food, healthy food. Like I remember reading once that like one of McDonald's like chicken Caesar something salad had more calories in it than a Big Mac. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's nuts. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one. Uh, we'll just have to settle for, I, I, luckily we don't have to ever deal with it. Oh, one or the other. We can always get both. So yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So you ready for this questionnaire? I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, for anyone not familiar, uh, every, I've kind of made it the running thing on each uh, each volume. I, call, I don't call them seasons. Season sounds dumb, so I call them volumes. Uh, I, I, I come up with a questionnaire. Like the first season, or first volume, I uh, I call I uh, I appropriated uh, inside the Actors Studios questions, and then last year I came up with my own. And so I came up with some new ones for this volume three. I'm really excited about them. I hope they're good. Uh, I got a little feedback from them. Some of them were like I, I, I tinkered with a few questions, but hopefully. Hopefully they're smash. They're they're really good uh, fodder. So anyway, all right. Okay, what skill or craft do you want to learn one day? Um, you know, I would love to learn another language. Yeah, um, I don't have the brain for it. You know, I'm I believe in those like tests where like your left side or your right side. Yeah, and I I over the course of my life I've taken French. Yeah, taking multiple years of Spanish. I took Latin in high school with prof. Yeah, and I took Japanese at LSU. Oh wow! And I, yeah, I did freshman year. Dope. Um, can't speak any of them. Just <laughs> not, anyway, I, I I can I can read a little Spanish. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I can understand some words. And, yeah, that's just for me. And I, I'm so jealous of people who are bilingual. Like, oh, I feel yeah. like that's a skill that you have to be smart, like, smart to do. I don't know. I just, I'm really envious of people who can speak two languages. You know? I really, uh, I really think learning another language is like learning to sing or like learning how to play an instrument. You got to start very young 
to get yeah. like, amazingly proficient at it. Like you have to be like it has to be like to learn it late in life. That's a that's an uphill battle, man. So uh, yeah, and I, I blame my parents for not immersing me in Spanish immediately. Six months. <laughs> How do you think I feel? I'm I'm half Honduran. I don't speak a lick of it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay. I I would say mine. Uh, I really want to learn cars. Like I'm tired of like having to like ask for like. Hey, what what is like the, the mechanic said this? What is what does that mean? Like, I really I really plan one day to like get into or not get into, but become have a working knowledge of like the intricacies of an automobile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be very very handy. Uh, you know, automobiles yeah. are changing. You know, I was reading yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, um, yeah, like the automobile as we know it. I mean, people are so used to the smell and the oil and. These new electric cars don't use any of that, so it's like <laughs> now might be a good time. You'll be at this. You'll be starting. Yeah. You won't have to. Exactly. Get in at the ground floor, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Um, favorite TV show? It doesn't. Have, it could be right now, currently on, or of all time, or either one, man. It's up to you. Have have free reign with it, man. Um, I, you know, when if anybody asks me my favorite TV show time is I have to go with um, a show that I'm like kind of obsessed with and that's community yeah if you're familiar with community um, I love that show and I've actually just been watching it rewatching it on Hulu yeah because uh, I, I kind of fell off for a while uh, and I rewatched it and I just realized how amazing that show is obsessed with that show I love community I could start a community podcast I get to talk about it um, I think that's when I first saw Donald Glover too. So I was yeah. like, oh, nine. Um, so, you know, that, that show is just so smart, so funny, so weird and different. Than so everything I'm sure you're used to seeing on TV. Help so. me out here. I try, I, dude. I tried. I really tried, but I, like I felt like the first season really turned me off. Is yeah. there is there a point to jump in at? What would you recommend? That's a good question. So as opposed to the first season, I feel like the first couple episodes are very standard. They're kind of like, not that they're from like Parks and Rec or The Office. You know, like formulaic, but um, you would say? Formulaic, yeah, but like kind of introducing to the characters. There was one episode, I mean, I started watching the show. I started binging because the first two seasons had already come out. Yeah. So I started watching it. And I like, I like The Office. I like Parks and Rec. I like NBC, that NBC comedy yeah. kind of sitcom thing and the first couple episodes were kind of standard you know they were blowing me away but I, I, I enjoyed it um there was an episode that was kind of an homage to Goodfellas it was like <laughs> a chicken finger the chicken finger episode I don't know if you saw that no I don't I don't this was years ago too I, I kind of like tried it okay I like, oh, yeah I would, I would I mean I don't know if that's a good jumping off I would probably jump off there because that was the episode I saw that made me go from being like oh, I enjoy this show to being like what the hell is this <laughs> show and it just blew me away and then a couple episodes later there's this paintball episode which is like the really oh famous. yeah that's the one i always hear about yeah there's this really great episode of community that's this it's so much to like um action movies and like they kind of from star wars to indiana Jones to everything they, they have this awesome paintball fight and it that that was the episode where i was like i'm in I'll watch anything the show has to offer. Okay. And um, season two just got better. It's just such a great show. It's so smart. And it's so different. You know, could, like, The Office could never um, pull off a paintball episode, you know? It's mm-hmm. able to do things that other shows aren't able to do. So, community, 
I'm obsessed with it. The I office is it. becoming a lot more problematic as time goes by. It's not aging well for me. No, I mean the thing about the office. When I watched the office not too long ago. I actually think that the first six or so seasons are still really funny. Um, I was expecting to watch them and get to a point where I was like, "Oh, this is where the show fell off." The show actually, I thought, did a good job for a long time. But yeah, there are those think... elements of it that didn't that didn't quite age well, especially the Michael Scott character. I think is kind of he got more cringy now than like it was cringe funny, but now it's kind of cringe. Like, yeah. I really think. I, this is my like I, I was for the longest time I thought they should have ended it after Michael left. I really yeah. think they should have ended it once Jim and Pam got married. I think like that, oh, yeah. that would have yeah, been yeah. a great final because I think that was the end of either season four or five. I can't remember. It might have been four or five. I can't. I can't remember that. But that's when I felt like it started to slowly, but it's it kind of started running out of like momentum. But yeah, who knows? But anyway. That's good. That's a good um, show. I, I, I'll try and get into a community again. I'll probably start with that uh, chicken finger episode you recommend. Yeah, it's okay. so good. I, I, you won't be disappointed. It's a great, it's a great, okay. great episode. But can I, can I also plug some like shows I'm into right now? Absolutely. Go Atlanta, right Atlanta is in Insecure are probably two of the best shows on TV right now. Um, Sans Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Atlanta season two just started. I've been watching it. It was I thought season one was good. Season two was really oh, good. Dog. So <laughs> Atlanta season one, I, I binge watched. Uh, yeah. I want to get into season two. Uh, it's probably going to start it this weekend. Um, so Atlanta season one, they had a moment where there was a bit in there that I laughed so hard I was <laughs> coughing. I had tears in my eyes. <laughs> And I had to stop watching that. Like once that episode was finished, I had to stop. And I was like, I got to come back to this tomorrow because that I, I don't. There's nothing that can top that. Wait, which which episode? Which it was bit? the it was the BET episode, like that episode uh, okay, with okay, the dude yeah. who thinks he's white, the black dude that thinks he's white. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says <laughs> he's looking at himself in the mirror, and he thinks he's a white guy. <laughs> this is so good. I'm telling you, it almost killed me. He yeah. was. He goes. He looks at himself in the mirror and he goes. So, what kind of IPAs do you have on tap, dog? <laughs> ah, dude. Yeah. It is the yeah. whitest white guy thing you could, dog. I was, <laughs> do, like, I had to stop. I had to stop. And my buddy who watched it, he texted me. He's like, "That is the best episode of season one. You're gonna love it." And I'm like, "Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, all the episodes have been pretty good so far." And he's like, "That episode's the best." And I swear to you, I coughed. I was coughing. I like. I was almost asphyxiating from laughing so hard at that one little moment. Oh, dude, it was so funny. It was well, so funny. Well, that's also the episode where they have the like fake commercials that they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. The commercial breaks. That that's a. You know what? Donald Glover's not even in that episode. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, and I think he directed that episode, but he's not in it at all. So. <sighs> I mean, that show is doing some interesting things. and uh, It's great. It's quality. Yeah. It's, it lives up it. to the hype. It lives up to the hype. Insecure also. Mm. Um, I couldn't great, I couldn't get great, into great Insecure. Show. I watched a few episodes like, I don't, I'm not feeling this. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it might not be for everybody. I think Atlanta kind of gave me that vibe on the first season, too. Like, it took me a while to try to figure out what the show was trying to do. Yeah. Um, but I think both those shows are just telling stories about the black experience that just feel relevant and that kind of resonate, you yeah. know? And, uh, yeah, so 
Oh, well, I can say hands down my favorite show of all time is The Twilight Zone. Without, oh, without a doubt. I could watch all five seasons. Well, maybe not season four where they did the hour-long episodes and they went to yeah. VHS tape. But hands down, definitely, absolutely Twilight Zone. Uh, What's your favorite Twilight Zone? Oh, it's definitely a Monsters are doing oh, all the street. street. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely my hands down favorite episode. That's a great that's a great episode. If I ever get money to my name where I can start my own production studio, I will yeah. make I will adapt that to a feature film because that is such a universally that is a timeless story. Yeah. I mean, everything we talked about in this episode right now is in that episode of the Twilight Zone. It's like yeah. I, I love it. I love it so much. Um and it's amazing what you can do. You don't need you don't need CGI or anything. No. You just need a good story. And then all you need is like something to show the al- spoiler show the aliens at the end, but that's yeah. I mean that's you can make that move. You can make that you can turn that into a movie for probably less than five hundred grand. Like it's yeah. if you just get a bunch of like no name actors and you film it like in like two weeks, you could do that so easily. Uh, but my favorite show right now, uh, uh, pro- maybe Silicon Valley. Uh, I love Silicon Valley. Uh. Daily Show. I watch the Daily Show every, pretty much every night. I, I like Trevor Noah a lot. Still good with Trevor Noah. Not he's growing. Like people forget that. Yeah. Like if you watch early John Stewart, like he I wasn't good until oh eight. Yeah, <laughs> he like, wasn't good for a long time. Yeah, it took him a while. Like I mean, yeah. he was already almost ten years in at that point. And Trevor Noah's only been yeah. on for like two or three years, so it's like you got to give him a little bit more time than that. Yeah. But uh, what's another show that I love? Uh, I'm a huge SNL fan. What's another good yeah. thing? Um. um I'm blanking You like right the Twilight Zone? Are you not a Black Mirror guy? Oh, I love. I do love Black Mirror. Although, I, I do. I do love Black Mirror. I love it. I, I'm kind of. Oh, Doctor Who. That's another good one. Uh, ah. Sherlock, obviously. Uh, Luther, huge Luther fan. Luther's I'm a big BBC guy. Oh, big BBC guy. Uh, but I, <laughs> but I say that, and people start naming a bunch of random shit. I'm like, no, I've never, I've never, I've never watched that. <laughs> but uh, what's uh, that's another good thing. But yes, I love Black Mirror. I, I dig it. Uh, I love the fact that it's on Netflix and we're getting like eight or ten episodes now instead of or six yeah. episodes instead of like the three. Although yeah. I still say White Christmas is the best episode. Uh, it's a great episode. Uh, what's another show that I watch? Huge fan of Angie Tribeca. Like I love that show because I have a huge crush on Rashida Jones. But is also that Rashida Jones. Yeah, it's yeah. Rashida Does Jones. That show still come on. I don't know why I thought that was. It's huge. on. Um, I think it's on season three or four right now. Um, gotcha. What's another show that I watch? Fairly. Obviously, Game of Thrones. Even though I was late to that party, Westworld season two coming up. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, that's pretty much it for right now, man. I really got into Atlanta. I really did. I really dig Atlanta. Um, that was yeah. really. I was very skeptical. I was like, when a show is talked about that much, I'm like, uh, how good could it be? And then I'm like, oh no, this is actually a really good show. And it's 30 minute episodes. I love shows that are like, get in and out, and then yeah, yeah. Around. I don't need like. 20 an hour. hour long. Oh, God, it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any show that has 20, that, that has like 20 hour long episodes, I'm like, ugh. That's too, that's too, that's like, oh, too God, much. I can't do it. Too much. Too All much. right. Except, uh, with the exception being Friday Night Lights. Oh, God. So, like, much. so good. So, since that was like, I think it's, I think Kyle Chandler lives in Austin and it's a really big Texas thing around here. I had a former coworker who made me, who forced me. She was like, "I, I'm ordering you under penalty of death to watch the first three episodes." So I watched them. I was like, 
Yeah, it's all right. I just didn't. Yeah. It's all right, I guess. It's just the first not really episode my isn't great. Yeah, the first three episodes, I was like, they're all right, I guess. I mean, not really my thing, though. But you know, I'm not. I'm not hating. I'm like, it's it's fine. It's just not my thing. So anyway, so okay, moving on to something very similar. What's something like a joke, a movie, a video, a meme, something that makes you laugh every time? Um, well, I already mentioned community. Community yeah. makes me laugh every time. Um, a movie that makes me laugh, I was thinking about this, um, Baby's Kids. Have you ever seen Baby's Kids? No, but I was um, like, where was, where was I? This was apparently a big deal in the 90s. I'm like, where, where was I? <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? Baby's Kids is so funny, and it made, like, I, when I was a little kid, that was my go-to, like, I want to laugh. Whenever I had a sleepover, I was like, we're watching Baby's Kids. Baby's Kids, that's what's um, up. It's a great, it's so funny. Um, and like a meme, I'd say, um, I have a, I love memes. I love Twitter. It's my favorite social media. Right there um, with you, man. Right there with you. Uh, yeah, we bump into each other quite often. For I'm real, funny. for real. <laughs> um, I'd say the Viola Davis, when she grabs her purse, meme, gif, is... So funny to me. It's so versatile. You can use it for like I, I, I think I haven't saved my phone. It's just it's a great drop. Um, I love that meme. Yeah. There is a uh, there is a gif, and it's the header. Anyone who goes on my Twitter, there it's it's the header of my Twitter page, I guess, or profile or whatever. But there is a gif of a gorilla. I don't know what he's eating. But it's like he's eating some leaves or he's eating something, and he's like staring, dead eye staring at something like off in the corner, and it zooms in on him or her. I don't know if it's a girl or not. Who the hell knows? But it like zooms in, and he's and it's and it's like chomping away and like giving like this dramatic look off. I, I, it every time, every <laughs> time makes me laugh. It's so perfect. Like I love it so goddamn much like it's so perfect dude i laugh that was really the impetus of that question because i was like i was thinking of just stuff that like what do people like to laugh what's something that makes me laugh every time and i was like you know what i want to know what other people laugh at every single time no matter how many times they uh see it or experience it or whatever so that's cool the gifts and memes are flying so fast now it's only getting faster the mj crying mj meme is probably the greatest meme of all time it will probably be like Outlive us all. It's never gets old. I'm sorry, but uh, uh anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your favorite dessert? Um, you know, I probably go with cheesecake. Really? Um, love cheesecake. I'm, I'm actually really, I can make a really good cheesecake. Um, do you do plain or do you? What do you add to yours? Um, I really do plain. So I've done like. I, did, I made two for Christmas. I made like a raspberry cheesecake, Ooh. and then I made like a white chocolate cheesecake Ooh. with like blueberry, like a blueberry topping. Ooh, uh, yeah, I can get fancy with cheesecakes. Oh, that sounds so good. Love cheesecake. Cheesecake. Uh, can I also plug this from Zia's in New Orleans? Yeah, um, I love Zia's in general, but their cheesecake is phenomenal. <laughs> Mine is, uh, and I can't. I had to swear off dairy products a while back, so I can't. I don't. I can eat them. I just can only have like a little, little bit of them, and so I don't get sick and I don't get like all messed up the next day. Uh, hands down, though, if someone's offering me creme brulee, I'll eat as much as I feel like because I think that's my favorite dessert. I love creme brulee. It's so, it's so good. Like I'm like this tastes like heaven. This is awesome. I never, I, 
I, I, I just want it all. Like, it's like, like I'm the type of guy that's like trying to scrape every little bit of it off the, like with my spoon into off the bowl. Like I'm like, I'm such a fiend for it, dude. It's so bad. What's in creme brulee? Uh, it's, I think it's like a vanilla custardy and then it's like, it's basically glorified like vanilla pudding. Like I hate to yeah. say it, put it like that basic, but it's, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, and the, 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 the kicker is the fact that they put a layer of, uh, of sugar on top, but they caramelize it. So it's crunchy yeah. at the top. So that's, yeah. ah, it just tastes so good, man. I'm like, God dang, this is amazing. Every single time it's amazing. Okay. Uh, another question. Uh, if you could trade places with a famous and or powerful person alive today, who would that be? Um, you know, just for like a day or a week or a month, something like that, sometime. You know, that's all I'd want, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I had to trade places with someone, it would be someone like Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan, Donald yeah. Glover, or Issa Rae. Somebody right now who is killing a it. power player in killing it in black Hollywood who really have the power to affect change. Um, yeah. And I think you see that. Uh, especially with those four, but even like Ava DuVernay, it's kind of new, upcoming black black people in Hollywood. I think Michael B. Jordan um, has recently had an inclusion clause in all of his contracts. Yeah, the inclusion writer, yeah. Yeah, so he'll only kind of work on a project if there's diversity both on the screen and behind the camera. And I think I think that's power. That's a that's a he's going to have a powerful effect on um, Hollywood. I think all those all those guys I named have the potential. Yeah. To really affect change, and, and uh, yeah, if I can trade places with one of them for a day, and just I also hear there's a black like Hollywood mafia, like all those guys that I just <laughs> named, they, they all have each other's like personal cell numbers, and they're like texting each other, and like you know, <laughs> they just plotting. text each other, so, they just text each other soon ellipses like every day, like soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the revolution will not be televised. They're, they're all plotting, you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. See, for me, I would want to trade places. Uh, I'm fascinated with Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. Ah, That's who oh, I'd yeah. want to trade places with. He's not famous. I guarantee you. AKA most... the emperor of the world. The emperor of the world. Well, at least the emperor of the media landscape because Disney, Disney is killing it. And once they launch their streaming service, they're going to take – they might take over the world. Who knows? But yeah. when a, I, most people don't know who he is, so he can walk amongst you. And pe- most people won't recognize him. So he's a billionaire who's pretty much anonymous. And he, I find him fascinating because I couldn't even imagine what his day is like. Like, I'm like, I'm fascinated by him. And I would love to be him for like maybe a month, maybe a week. I don't think I could handle a month maybe with as much stress. But, I, I mean, he's in charge of, like, not only is he in charge of Disney, but he's in charge of the parks. He's in charge, everybody... Everybody who runs every aspect of Disney reports to him. And I'm like, wow. that's so – if you think about Marvel, ESPN, uh, Disney Parks, Disney's Cruises, all the Disney Parks around the world, their own Disney Studios, Pixar, like all these huge like monoliths. Soon to be 20th Century Fox. Yeah, I know. Hopefully. I mean – I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of sketchy about that. I'm kind of skeptical of, of that because I'm like – that's that's a huge amount of consolidation of power. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing yeah, or a bad I mean, thing. We'll see. Yeah, you're not scared. I mean, he 
a lot. You, you forgot Star Wars. Oh, so, co- how could I forget Star Wars? Like, yeah. Disney owns like 60% of everything that we're ever going to watch for the rest of our lives. And that, that kind of creeps me out a little bit, you know? It's, it'd be great um, as a fan, but as like, as far as like pure capitalism, I'm like, ooh, that's kind of, I don't know about that. That seems kind of dubious. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean. I didn't know he was in charge of the parks. Well, he's part of, he's, he, he's in charge of Disney pretty much Disney Incorporated, which owns the parks, which maintains yeah. and runs the parks, and the the person who runs the parks reports to Bob Iger, basically. What's his relationship with ABC? Is this ABC owned by Disney? Yep, too? they own ABC as well, and all there, and like all their stuff. So, yeah. And they own ESPN, and they own a whole bunch of shit, and it's just like they own... He own they are an empire. They are a media empire. Like, they are a conglomerate. They own... Almost, it's insane. I'm fascinated by him. Like, I don't think I could be like Tim Cook or like Bill Gates or like, you know, Elon Musk or somebody like that. A lot of that's tech-based. I feel like Bob Iger has like probably the coolest job in the world. Just me. That's just my opinion. I wonder if he's just on a beach somewhere drinking pina coladas. He's busy, man. I mean, he he, he does, I can't can't even imagine, I can't even imagine what, what someone like him in that kind of position, like, what is their day like? I'm like, me, I'm just a lowly cog and like a, for my gig and we're, we're, we're technically owned by a corporate parent company and I'm like, I, I, I just think about how like crazy my day is sometimes and I'm like, yeah. what does he do with? <laughs> well, I feel like running Pixar alone or running Marvel alone yeah. would be like kind of overwhelming. So yeah, the fact that he's like, he's got his hand in a lot of company jobs. So. For real. Okay. Here's a here's a random question. I, I like to throw these in just to see what people how people feel. Would you rather drive in a NASCAR race or drive in a monster truck rally? Which one would you do? Oh wow. Um so neither of those things are really my demographic. Um Okay. <laughs> Wheelhouse. Um, I will say I've been to a monster I've went to one monster truck show. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was very loud. I just remember being very loud. Um, and uh, kind of boring. I think I would be a NASCAR driver yeah. for a day. Um, it seems fun, you know? It's very fast. Um, yeah. Seems kind of cool. Except, don't you have to do like 600 laps or something? Yeah, five, you have to go 500 miles, which is like, if 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 a lap is about... Uh, is about like I think it's a little over two miles a lap, like like the Daytona five hundred. Like I think, I think a lap is like two miles, give or take, like around two miles. So they do about two hundred fifty laps. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, I think I could, I could go for that as long as you could guarantee that my car's not gonna flip over. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I think I'd go for that one. Okay. Uh, last question. Uh, it's been a great episode, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. But uh, last question. Uh, what's some good advice you wish you had had maybe when you were younger or some good advice you wish you could like pass along to like younger people or just the world in general? What's some What's some good advice that you would – that what you would, will be willing to offer? Um, you know, I just tell people. I tell younger me and I tell other people. Just always strive to be your authentic self. Um and I think that's, I think we get so caught up in trying to present an image of ourselves or a facade. Yeah. Uh, in some in some ways, that that'll even kind of overtake our own idea of our own selves. Yeah. Um, 
And I think just kind of staying true to yourself and really, really striving to be as authentic as possible. Mm. Um, yeah, that's something I wish I, I had, you know, some advice I had been given when I was yeah. in high school. And the, the, that's great advice, but the damnedest thing about the irony of that advice is you can tell someone that all they want, they kind of have to, like, get to that point. Like, you can tell them, this is where you need to end up, and they'll be like, I understand that, like, in an objective sense, but it takes it takes work to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that, that's true of just about any advice you give an idiot 16-year-old. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you kind of got you kind of gotta live it. That's even been me. Like, yeah, I, I, was got, I was probably giving good advice, but until you do it yourself and go through the fire, you know, it's, it's hard to... It's hard to have anything other than kind of a intellectual idea of what that means. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you again, man. I appreciate Thanks it. For uh, me. Everybody listening, please like and subscribe. I'm told you have to like do this kind of shit now, like market, <laughs> market the pod, which is like my least besides editing. Like my least favorite part of like doing this is like how do I get people to listen and like get numbers and stuff. I'm like. So like and subscribe and leave comments, and if you can tell, I'm not very enthusiastic. But I do appreciate everyone who listens and shares, and I hope everyone enjoys. Thanks for listening. Mike, thank you again, and I hope you have a great weekend, man. And it should thank be, you, too. It should be coming out on the 18th. That's what I'm shooting for. Uh, okay. Yeah, so stay tuned. I'll, I'll, I'll plug it on all of my channels. So. <laughs> it's a great episode. I think really people are going to enjoy this, man. Have a great weekend. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Bye.